0: Hi, friends. Thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode of the Body by Love podcast. I'm your host, Emily, health coach, nutrition fanatic, registered yoga instructor, and believer in you, your heart, and your power. In this episode, I had the wonderful opportunity to interview my great friend, Rob Eiler. Rob and I met on a yoga teacher training in Costa Rica and instantly connected over our love for yoga, fitness, and similar histories with stimulant dependence. Rob is truly a kick-ass gratitude dude. He's a grounded hustler with infectious positivity. In my eyes and the eyes of many others, probably everyone, he's a superhero of physical, fiscal, and mental fitness. Rob is a certified public accountant to a registered yoga instructor, personal trainer, behavioral change expert, handstand professional, absolutely brilliant in what he does and a dope soul all around and 100% deserving of that super long intro. <laughs> Rob has admirably managed to incorporate all of his skills and authenticity into his own company, Get Fit 42 to shine a light on the importance that physical and physical fitness play in one's health and well-being. In the episode, we speak on how cultivating gratitude and meditation practices has helped us to not only break through reliance on stimulants, Adderall specific, naturally, but also learn how to shift our perspective and play the growth game. When we learn to grow from the challenges and we come from a place of observance, understanding and recognition of self, we can break through these habits and routines, dependencies, a lot more softer than just going cold turkey and, and doing it because we feel like we have to. There's a much bigger inner game there. In this episode, we dive deep into Rob's experience with health and fitness and how yoga, gratitude, and being still shifted everything for him and take forced him to take a look inside and make a change in his life and business. Rob also shares his experience as an entrepreneur and some tips on how to start and sustain your own gratitude practice. If you're interested in starting your own gratitude practice or your own business, which you probably will be after hearing this from this amazing, inspiring human, get your notebooks out. Rob even shares his morning routine, which I must say is super duper impressive and effective. And consistent, which is key. And we'll talk about that in an episode. You're going to want to remember this. You can find Rob on Instagram at a guy doing a handstand and on his company's website at www.getfit42.com. Side note, if you or someone that you know has previously or is still currently struggling with dependence on prescription drugs, such as Adderall or Antidepressants or anxiety medication, this is one you're definitely gonna want to hear. We open up and get super vulnerable about our past and how taking these substances has brought us to our super duper lowest, but also after looking at it as an experience and something to grow from, can bring it has brought us to our highest selves after we got off them, obviously. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I did. Thank you all for listening. I'm so, so, so grateful for you to be here. So grateful for Rob. I hope you enjoy it so much. Now let's get to the episode. Let's try this again. Got it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Body by Love podcast. I'm your host, Emily. I am here with a great friend of mine, Robert Eiler. Um, Rob, for short, <laughs> <you> fresh <laughs> out of SoCal. So excited to be here with him today. Rob is a super yogi, grateful badass. Um, his this amazing gift to the corporate world. He has figured out a way to incorporate mindfulness and yoga and meditation, all things gratitude, all things Lovely Juice, into the corporate world, uh, the finance world. He's found a way to integrate it. He owns his own company. I'm going to let him tell you about it. Um, Rob and I met on an advanced yoga teacher training slash retreat in Costa Rica and instantly had a connection. We vibe over many things. We have lots in common, um, health and wellness, of course, being one of those, and also some Serious struggles in the health and wellness world that we are going to share with you today, uh, we think might and probably will relate to you and your story. Um, I wanted to bring Rob on my show because for number one, the dude is a beautiful soul. Like thank you, sick, thank you. <laughs> sick ass person inside and out, Um, just lover of life and challenge and um growth which is huge Um, in life these days we have to be accepting of growth and challenge and yeah i'd like to call him a dude of gratitude Um, he's a health and wellness professional a unique business owner a grounded yogi with a drive for success super wise and super sweet and so i'd like to welcome to the body by love podcast Rob.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's awesome to be here. We're
0: so happy that you're here. I can't wait to get into this this podcast with yes. you. It's Likewise.
1: So- Likewise.
0: Yeah, so why don't you start by telling everybody a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So as Emily said, my name is Rob. I am from San Diego. Um, I now live in the beautiful Huntington Beach, California. Um, I run my own business called Get Fit 42, a 42 Honestly, it was my football number in college, so I loved it. Um, but the way I see it is people want to get fit for two essential reasons, right? To achieve a sound body and to achieve a sound mind. And in order to do those two things, uh, people love to have, obviously, their body in order as well as their finances in order. And I try and um, streamline that process and make it easy to integrate the two. Yeah. Yes, and I also work for a uh, top five accounting firm and help run their um, health and wellness for that entire company. So I'll teach like stress management courses, um, how to decrease your stress, decrease anxiety, um, get up, get moving, as well as uh, all types of nutritional information as well. So excited to be here.
0: Yeah, excited to have It's been a journey. Yeah. Um, And... So yeah, so you are, you're big into fitness and and health and wellness and all the things, but for, you're also into finance, um, which is cool because it makes you kind of like a Superman and like physical and fiscal fitness, right? I read that on your website. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel like the two are related and like...
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, they've all been related. I grew up having major, major OCD And so I would count literally everything I came into contact with. I remember when I would be at Target and I would count as I'd walk on the little tiles, my mom would be like, come on, let's go. But no, I got to count it. So I was able to kind of turn that, um, I guess, perceived struggle into a benefit by just literally being obsessed with numbers. Um, In addition to that, I've always been really into athletics and into uh, football and weightlifting and working out. That's always been huge for me. I used to love working out and lifting weights more so than the game sometimes. I love the grind, the hustle. Um, So that was always huge for me. And as I got out of college and didn't have football anymore, um, I had to find a way to still integrate this uh, health and fitness into uh, my daily job. Being an accountant, obviously you are in a chair for quite a while. Many accountants live a very sedentary lifestyle. And it took me a few years to really um, understand how to integrate the two and not only how to integrate the two for me, but how can I elevate and uplift the people that I work with and the clients that I work with and uh, ensure that, you know, they're healthy as well. And they're living their life to their fullest potential. Wow. What a
0: service you do. Like, really I think it's uh you know a lot of people don't make the time for it so you know when I when I say it I mean physical fitness or the other you know you're either like one or the two or you're sitting down all the time like, right is that how you got into so one of the services that you offer with get fit 42 is um like corrective exercises uh-huh so that's how you got into that because you found yourself like sitting at the desk a lot and yes like, okay, that was
1: huge yeah. so I originally got I got my cpa And realized that wasn't everything I wanted to do with my life that I think that I meant for more and could do more and should do more. Um, So I then got a personal training license and then um, a nutritional license. And then, yes, as you said, the corrective exercise uh, license, which basically – you can kind of tell how somebody is sitting and the different exercises they do, which muscles are overactive, which muscles are underactive, which, you know, muscles they need to foam roll and which ones they need to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And, um, that plays a huge role in the corporate arena because like I said, we sit all day, whether it's on the way to work, when we get to work at lunch on our way home from work, what do you do when you get home, you watch TV and you sit, we're constantly sitting. So to be able to get people up and moving, um and finding out different techniques to make those movements fun has been uh it's been a roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So that's that's cool. And I'm curious to know, like, with the corrective exercise, like, okay, so it's it's applies because so you're also a yoga instructor. Yes. And so we'll get into like how you got into <laughs> yoga and all those things, but like was it through corrective exercise? Because I'm just having a revelation right now where it's just like you are trying to help everybody find balance and then Here comes yoga. Like, how did that walk me through?
1: Well, it's funny you say that because I got the corrective exercise probably shortly before I even started doing yoga. Mm -hmm. Um, When I had retired from, I guess, playing football in college, uh, my body was a mess. My back hurt. My knees hurt. I was, you know, a big ball of muscle. I couldn't even touch my toes. Mm -hmm. And I had to find out a way to, you know, help remediate some of these horrible, you know, muscular (laughs) dysfunctions that I had and so yeah i looked into the corrective exercise and was able to um, really use that as a platform to help me get out of that and along with the corrective exercise i found core power and i did their free week Mm -hmm. and obviously right from there kind of became obsessed with yoga i'd go like twice a day and it's completely cured my back so coming from that standpoint Um, I, the reason why I wanted to, I guess, get certified in yoga, become a yoga instructor is because I think it's almost doing a disservice to this world to not, um, learn this stuff and teach people what I learned and, um, what kind of helped me heal myself, you know, Mm. not only of the body, but of the mind too, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit.
0: Yeah, let's get into it now. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, just interesting that you say that because I think like, um, so how did you like start to feel comfortable, like, t- like giving people advice about stuff? Because I feel like sometimes we like to downgrade our journey. You know, we live in this like sense of fear sometimes where like, or for me it, anyways, like sometimes I'm like trying to give people advice and I'm like, this game plays in my head where it's like, who are you to give this advice? You know, like who why why do you think that you're worthy or like you're uh, like higher or better than somebody or like in a position to give somebody like advice?
1: Right. I think that that took a little learning for me. I think we heard it on a on a podcast from Abby Marcus where he was like to be fit for service, you must be what did he say? What was it? To be of service, you must be fit for service, yeah. right? So in order for me to, you know, give these recommendations and give these guidelines and teach people these things and to coach, I had to be living it. Um, I had to be doing it in my own life. Mm-hmm. And so I guess originally how I started is that, I guess, thank God for Instagram where I would just post stuff I would do all day, you know, keep it very, uh, very real, very transparent, very raw. And yeah. if people liked it, great. And if not, you know. That's what your thumb is for to keep scrolling.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, I guess from there, um, yeah. But it, did, it does take uh, some time to really look in the mirror and see if what you're putting out there is truly what you actually represent. Because I feel like mm. if it doesn't, people are going to sniff it out you yeah. know, very easily. People can tell if you're authentic and if you're not. And uh, it's it's very easy to tell and you'll get you know sniffed out real quick.
0: Mm. That's good. That's true. Yeah, definitely have to be authentic in in life. I mean, it's the only way to be, realistically. Because why, you know, why do we put on these facades? Like, the only way we're ever gonna be free is if we're just ourselves. I think, right. anyways. I feel like we put ourselves in this like, we lock ourselves up in these cages of like this this idea that we think everybody wants to see. When realistically, it's like, who really?
1: Yeah, and I think we put on those facades because we think it's it's we think it's what we want to be, or we think it's what other people want to see. When in reality, uh, if you can really just look in the mirror and take some time and be still and pause and say, "Is this really who I am? Is this really, you know, what do I want?" You know, and it takes some time. I feel like your your thoughts are never going to get you an answer. The only answer that true answers that you can really cultivate are when you're still, are when you're silent. I feel like that's when creativity is at its finest and there's not enough of that in this world. And especially for me, there wasn't enough of that at all. I, I had no idea, um, that being still could get me so many results. So.
0: Wow. And so that's, that's basically what you learned from yoga. Like, and, how, and so that I'm guessing that was like, uh, that created a pivotal like turning point in your career.
1: Oh, that was huge because for so long I, I would just think with my brain, right? I passed my CPA by using my brain. I passed my CPA. <laughs> Doing a bunch of other stuff that um, I'm sure we'll get into a little later. A bunch of caffeine and you know just thinking, thinking, thinking. When you know there's a point when I was probably making the most amount of money I'd ever made, and I was completely miserable. And that's not something they really teach you in school. That's not something they um, equip you with and give you the tools to really handle. So it really had me force me to really look in the mirror and see what I really wanted. And uh, in order to really work through that and work through those struggles, it it required a lot of a lot of being still, a lot of meditation.
0: Yeah. So, tell us about that that moment that you had, like in in the transition, like when you were like, okay, I have to start being still, or like I have to take a good look in the mirror, or when you did take a good look in the mirror, and like what prompted you to do that? Um,
1: yeah. So I'd say, um, yeah. So for quite a while, I took Adderall for maybe like. Four four, five years, I was prescribed Adderall, um, and it got to a point where, yeah, I was, I was actually, I was taking the recommended dose, and that recommended dose was probably enough to kill a horse, mm-hmm. and uh, it got to a point where, you know, I, I was lost. I felt like I was disconnected from the human experience. My mind wouldn't shut up. Um, on my way home from work, it wouldn't shut up. When I was trying to go to sleep, I couldn't get to sleep, and it, yeah, it got to a point where, you know, something had to change, and, um, I found that change and was able to kind of cope with that change and work through that change through a lot of this yoga and a lot of the meditation. I feel like yoga actually getting going through the 200-hour brought up a lot of these emotions, and it forced me to deal with a lot of the, uh, the stuff I was kind of pushing back. So I feel like I had a lot of that masculine energy of, no, I can handle it. And being in a room, being the only guy out of maybe like 35 people, um, you cultivate a lot of that feminine energy, and you're able to talk about your feelings, which obviously I'm not – the greatest at doing but that opened up um that opened up a lot so
0: yeah yeah okay that's awesome um so you were taking we'll get into the Adderall thing because I used to take Adderall also um for those of you who don't know me also for those of you who do like you may or may not know that I was super duper shredded at one point in my life and it would, like give a lot of the energy to Adderall <laughs> but it does it drains you like Mentally and emotionally, you know, and like, so when you were going through your teacher training, you're obviously well, probably. I was like, hyped
1: up on it the entire time because <laughs> <laughs> this teacher training is like seven thirty to ten thirty at night, two days a week, and then like one thirty to four thirty on Saturdays. And it was during our busy season, right? It was like January to April, so I'm already working twelve fifteen hours a day. And, uh, yeah, I was super hyped up on it, but then I'd get home at 11, 12 o'clock at night and I couldn't sleep because, you know, you're on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so going through this teacher training though, and actually being able to talk about your feelings and go through a lot of the stuff that, you know, uh, yoga puts you through, uh, forces you to deal with it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It brings up a lot. And that comes from being still.
1: Yes. Big time.
0: Because if you don't sit still, which Adderall hardly lets you do so I'm surprised that you got anything out of it. (laughs) I mean, of course you did because it's a powerful experience. But like Adderall does not allow your mind to be still. That
1: was my thing is I was getting so into meditation. and I was loving it. I love the benefits. um, But I was finding myself not... Able to get to a deeper state, or to I would get to a certain level, and I couldn't get any further mm-hmm. um, because my my mind would be racing right mm-hmm. from that. Or I almost have like panic attacks while I was meditating because my mind would not shut up. Mm-hmm. So I think it was also a desire to go further into that meditation, mm-hmm. knowing that kicking this habit would be something that was required um, in order to dive deeper.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, So, but but your your work requires a lot of energy from you, a lot of mental strength and like mental focus. Um,
1: So now it's finding ways to cultivate it naturally, which is way harder to do. Yeah,
0: because
1: you got to actually use, um, you know, what God's given you. So I pay attention a lot more now to the things I put into my body. Right, Adderall doesn't really make you very hungry. And actually lunch would be a freaking burden for me. I would actually hate to go and eat cause I wanted to keep working. And, uh, yeah. So, you know, like we just had a smoothie earlier, like getting into all that nutrition stuff, as well as the people that I hang around, you gotta be really cognizant of, um, the energy that you're around. Cause people can really sap your energy. Um, in addition to that, you know, what time you're going to bed, if you are meditating, journaling, yes. you know, a gratitude practice, all that stuff, all these ways to cultivate natural energy through really a spiritual practice, which was foreign language to me when I was balls deep in
0: Adderall,
1: <laughs> um, has now come to fruition and is making this process a lot easier and a lot more fun. Um, I heard something the other day too that, you know, when you're on these pills, you're on this Adderall, you're on these antidepressants, like you're at a constant six, right? Like all day you're at a six going, Mm -hmm. right? Whereas when you're not on it and, you know, you can go sober for a week, two weeks, or just consistently sober, you can hit these ones where you're just completely sapped of energy and you can hit these tens where you're through the roof and, you know, you're at your heightened creativity and everything's going great. But Um, I think we learn the most from the ones, right? If we can actually sit with those ones and sit with that really, really, really shitty feeling or the triggers that make us want to go reach for that bottle or that pill or that powder or whatever it may be. Um, we learn a lot about ourselves and we're able to, um, grow from that. You know, so I heard, Another thing they said like success is the worst teacher because success doesn't teach you anything. Successful all the time, you're not learning anything. It's the failures that I think you grow from the most. Excuse my rant. No, that's (laughs)
0: why we're here. I want you to rant as much as you want. Like we gotta like I want people to know you. So yes, rant awesome. away, rant away. And I'm so glad that you touched on all of those things because I want to talk to you about all of those things. Um, but yes, we learn from failure hundred percent of the time. And we have to stop being scared of failure. Like I also like, you know, like if you, you're scared to fail, like don't be, because you're just going to learn from it. You know what I mean? Like. And, and that's the best way to learn and like success yeah. right. and there's no,
1: there's no such thing as failure only feedback right right <laughs>
0: feedback exactly failure is feedback and also the fear of failure is resistance but I don't really have too much on that right now I just gonna <laughs> throw that in there <laughs> um, so talking about like natural ways to find energy um, you like I said are a dude of gratitude the gratitude dude this guy is a routine junkie i'd say like you're i, I you gotta give us your your <laughs> daily routine like this is a must um yes please because yeah, you so. are like I, I admire rob real quick i'll just say like if you follow his instagram like he's like up at like 4 30 he's like brushing his teeth with coconut oil he's like doing <laughs> like he's got his list of post-it notes on the mirror but he's super grounded right i feel like a lot of people would take this kind of work and this kind of like drive and not allow themselves to I feel like that that's what really makes you unique is like you can you've got the drive but you're really grounded in your routine yeah so please share
1: yeah so I guess (laughs) (laughs) starting with the night before yeah. um, I'll try to write down five things I want to accomplish that day whether it's in the first hour I'd say if you're going to start out first starting, do it like five things you want to accomplish in the first hour or even the, the entire day and um, post that up somewhere, somewhere where you're going to see it, whether it's the bathroom wall or the mirror or anything. And that way the next morning, you know, you'll see it and you're cognizant of it. And that kind of, but that really that's honestly, that's, that's what helped me get off Adderall. So i made myself accountable for it by writing it on the sticky, like don't take any today yeah. by writing that out. I noticed that, you know, I would be more uh, susceptible to not taking it. And there were days when I literally would not write it on the sticky note because I wanted to take it really bad the next day. And I knew that if I wrote it on the sticky note, I'd feel all this resistance and all these feelings. I didn't want to deal with it. Um, so, yeah, write down five things you want to accomplish that day. And as soon as I wake up, I'll, uh, I'm will i in a group a gratitude group i encourage everyone to get into one of those um it's just a few of my friends or even if you're not in a group you can do this by yourself i actually started doing by myself and my friends asked me what it was and now we're in a group and so the first thing i do when i wake up is i'll write down three things i'm grateful for and i'll text it to the group and close the phone won't touch my phone um for another hour or so unless i'm posting <laughs> Me eating this coconut oil. <laughs> uh, and then I'll, I'll go to the bathroom and uh yeah, I'll switch coconut oil in my mouth for like five, 10 minutes. And as I'm switching that out, I'll I'll get ready to go to the gym or go to the yoga studio. And and after that, I will uh yeah, brush my teeth, get ready and go. Um I also stay off. Uh, other than the gratitude text or the gratitude note, I will stay off my phone a majority of the morning. again, unless I'm posting some shit to Instagram. Um, I definitely try and stay off those CNN alerts, the Facebook, the scrolling because you immediately give up your power, your sovereignty as soon as you open your phone mm-hmm. and you let all this you know negative shit flood your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, you're immediately you know flooded with this negative stuff and that messes up your whole day. Um, so being able to get into this gratitude groove of, you know, writing all this stuff out, uh, it floods your psyche with positivity. And that's something that we need because, you know, our mind thinks 60,000 thoughts a day. And I want to say like over 70 or 80% of them are negative thoughts. Mm-hmm. We have a negative bias. It's how we survived, mm-hmm. you know, it's how we evolved. But now, you know, that's not as necessary to do. So it's really consciously creating ways to, to get out of that.
0: Yes. And I want to talk about those more, but let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back and dive deeper into gratitude and how it's how it changes everything because it's super important um, and a lot of more other juicy topics. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Okay, we are back. Thanks for waiting. Um, If you are new here or popped in later, um, this is the Body by Love podcast. I'm Emily, and I am here with my special guest, Rob, who is a super awesome mindfulness manifesting corporate yogi superman. Who finds ways to integrate all the good things in um, a really balanced way? And by the good things, I mean the health, the wellness, and like not just physical, mental, but also financial. Um, Rob is super awesome. We're going to talk a little bit about his business. Uh, we're also going to talk about how gratitude plays a huge part in his business or in your business. I'm talking to you. Right. I can, yeah. Yes. Um, first, Let's talk about how we how we cultivate uh, a gratitude practice because I feel like it's one of those things that um, we hear a lot and it's kind of a sexy term, but like let's
1: like consistency is key. That's number one. When I first, and it's funny because when I first heard this on a yoga retreat in Mexico, the guy was saying just literally wake up, write down three things you're grateful for mm. every day. I'm like, how is this going to have any effect on my life? You know, it's, it's so simple that people think, you know, it's, it's not going to work. Mm. And, uh, you know, literally, like you said, I think 21 days to create a habit and you see a huge shift because your mind starts looking for things to be grateful for. Mm. And at first you may be very, uh, you know, maybe very difficult to come up with even three things um, to be grateful for. And as you get into it and as you cultivate a stronger and stronger and more consistent practice, it gets really easy to to find three things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like gratitude is an essential component in happiness. So you know, People always talk about, I want to be happy. How do I be happy? I don't think happiness is just, just something that happens. Like, you have to work at happiness. Like There are things that you need to do in order to be happy. And one of them is this gratitude practice. So in addition to the three things you're grateful for, I think the biggest thing you can do you take two minutes, you literally take out a timer and set it for two minutes, and you write an email, you write a text, you write anything to anybody, um, and let them know that you appreciate them, that you're grateful for them, you're thankful for them, whatever it is that they've done now, in the past, you know, anything like that. Um, not only is this great for you, because you're going to feel all great that you sent it, but the other person is going to be all blissed out that you sent it as well. Um and they're likely going to end up paying it forward somewhere else so you're you know you're elevating the vibes and the frequencies of not just you but you know people all around i got an email the other day that said that um, she ended up forwarding something i had sent to her to her family out on the east coast and that you know these this energy that you're creating these messages that you're sending are reaching these people that you don't even know mm. so to be able to you know do that as well is it's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Rob sends the best emails. <laughs> the best. I get them once a week. I'm just like, fuck, this dude is just so awesome. It's just it just makes you feel super blissed and blessed, like you said, like just to get that, like those kind words. And even if it's just something positive and encouraging, and like, but also, yes, obviously the grateful, like the gratitude thing. But like I think what would you say? Like, what would be your advice for somebody who – sort of has anxiety about that because I found it's kind of hard. Um, uh, many of us are not hundred percent open to receiving that kind of love. Um, we're kind of super vulnerable, right? It's like, it's like receiving a compliment. And we talked about this on the show before, um, but just like, you know, admiring somebody and expressing your admiration, your gratitude for somebody um, can be very vulnerable for you because you don't know how they're going to react. I mean, normally it's positive and everything, but then you have those people that reject. They're like, no, I, there's the no way I could be of any service to you, even though you're my son or something, yeah. you know, or like my bestie. Um, and I think sometimes it's really hard like, um, to share with family or somebody that somebody who's really close with you just open up to them because you know i don't know well what that's the think?
1: thing though like i think what we were talking about earlier before this started is if you're fearful of any of these things like that's a compass pointing you the direction that mm. you should probably be going to
0: yeah so anytime you
1: feel these you know these feelings of anxiety or i don't want to do it or i don't know i don't know if i should make the leap that means you should go make the fucking leap yeah because that's the only way you're going to grow yeah. Um. And if you are a little nervous at first, just start with the gratitude practice. Just get a journal or even a sticky note. I was using a uh, you know this Holiday Inn paper pad this week because I was in a hotel. And, you know, there's really no excuses to be able to find a pen and a paper and write these things down. Um. In addition, if you do these gratitude notes and you don't get a response, don't fret. You're doing these things for you. You're doing these things to make you more grateful about the great experiences that you've uh, had in your life. I've sent gratitude text to old bosses, old partners, um, that we didn't really leave on the best of terms, but mm-hmm. I was grateful for the experiences that we had shared and they taught me a lot and I got no response. Mm-hmm. And my immediate reaction was, oh, fuck you then.
0: <laughs> but yeah. in yeah. reality,
1: like the, the other person may be going through something that you have no idea about, or maybe they didn't get the message, even though it says delivered, um, but that's not the point. The point isn't to worry about what they say one way or the other. The point is that you sent it and that you meant it and that it came from
0: the heart. Mm, you you said it, you meant it, and it came from the heart. <laughs> oh, somebody write that down. <laughs> that's nice. Uh, yeah, I, I know. The, the re, yeah, the no response is kind of like like I think I've sent like a gratitude message to one of my exes before, and, Me and too. just like yeah, <laughs> and they're just like cool, and I'm like all right, fuck you then. But like, also I'm grateful for you, you piece of shit. (laughs) Like, thanks for teaching me a lot, dick. (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a growth game, right? It's all about that growth game. (laughs) It's like just doing it because you know, like why be anything other than grateful for anything that's ever happened to you? Because, you are th- thriving, you're living, like, you know, fuck yeah, dude, be grateful. Like, I don't
1: know if there's, like, Game of Thrones fans out. Do you watch Game of Thrones? No. Well, there's a part <laughs> that had just happened where at the very first episode of the very first season, Jamie pushed Bran out the window. This mm-hmm. kid, he pushed his kid out the window.
0: Mm-hmm. A- an adult man pushed yeah, a kid. T-
1: pushed a kid. What a yeah. dick. All right? And in this eighth season, eight years later, they finally see each other, and Bran's like this Buddha freaking three-eyed raven genius now. Um, Oh. He wasn't that Mm. until he became crippled for being pushed out the window. Ah. So when they finally met, he I mean, essentially, I'm sure he felt grateful that he got pushed out the window or else they both wouldn't be where they're at. Right. right Mm -hmm. So these negative experiences that we perceive right away, we just feel negativity in that moment. Mm -hmm. We don't understand that later down the road, these could be huge blessings for us. Yes,
0: for sure. So when you're getting metaphorically pushed out the window and crippled, which could mean going to those ones, right? Feeling really down and really low like what you talked about before. Just knowing that there is something to be grateful for in the process because if you're alive, which you are because you're living and you're listening to this podcast right now you have something to be grateful for. You're breathing. And just like
1: what you said with saying gratitude to your exes. Like, I'm grateful for every single one of my exes yeah. because it led me to the beautiful girl I'm dating. Right now.
0: Thank you. you. Know? Next. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so you know? fucking grateful for my exes. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it just makes you like, and yeah. you learn from each one of them. You do. Yeah. like, I was not ready to, yeah. to do on dating now back then. You know, right, right, right. Mess. Right, right, right. And it's like, uh, yeah, just get over the drama and like, just you know, who cares? Like, you're a better person, you know. And you guys definitely had good times. It's not like you know any of your exes and you ever had like they were. Though all the times are bad, you know. There's a reason why you you know have a love for them and everything like that. Are we ranting about this? We're good. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um. So, when it comes to like gratitude and implementing that and like integrating that into like your business like how how does that work and how has it it's affected
1: my, every email i put with yeah, gratitude
0: he it does it's on his signature
1: <laughs> um no it's an everyday process everything i do is uh, in somewhat shape or form centered around gratitude for the good things and the shitty things for all the struggles that i have In this business, for all the different areas that uh, may be problematic, I try and look for the opportunity in that struggle, you know, Mm. what can I learn from
0: this? Mm -hmm. And
1: then, obviously, like I just said, cultivating gratitude for those things Mm -hmm. and moving forward from there. same thing with clients. I'm grateful for each and every one of them that have come to me and each and every one of them that have left because they both taught me things on both ends of the spectrum, Mm -hmm.
0: you know? Yeah, and I'm that looking for gratitude, and like in your business, that takes being still, right?
1: Oh, a time. I'll meditate in the mornings before yoga. I'll get there early and I'll meditate between 10 and 20 minutes in the morning, and then between 10 and 20 minutes at night, and that has changed. My fucking life, one hundred percent. Think on the calm app. I have to say it. Um, ego's kicking in. I'm at like a hundred and fifty-two nope. day streak.
0: Yes, don't <laughs> downgrade your journey, your fucking gratitude <laughs> but king. But funny, I
1: was just in Mexico and I uh, didn't have any service, so I borrowed my friend's phone, downloaded the app, forgot my password, had to reset the password, sign into my Gmail on his phone so I could get the calm,
0: the calm app. app. Yes, so I dude.
1: Continue the streak. Yeah. Uh, no, that's huge. That Calm app and then the Waking Up app by Sam Harris. I'll do both of those right after one another. And yeah, it's changed my life. I'm able to sit with my emotions where I'm able to make way smarter decisions mm. and cultivate way more patience with people and myself mm. than I ever have in my life. It's yeah, it's completely genuine.
0: 100%. Yeah. Meditation is great. It's
1: Barrels are very frustrating. It's very (laughs)
0: frustrating. And I do want to talk about that a little bit because I like, so like gratitude practices is is something like you can, you can, explain to somebody how to do it and it, and it should work for them. Right. Like write down three things in the morning or before you go to bed or whatever, like very actionable and tangible, but meditation is not something you can tell somebody, Hey, just sit down there, uh, close your eyes and you're going to get elevated as fuck. And also like turn on your internal eye and like reevaluate your entire life in like five minutes. And it's just like, it's so intimidating for people. And, and for me too, like, I mean, I try to meditate Every morning, at least five minutes. Like, and just, you know, there's, there's, what is, what does Sean Stevenson say on the model health show? He's like, there's value in exponential growth of like doing something every day. Right. Even if it's just for like a minute or two, I, what I realized in talking to like clients and and people that are interested in starting a meditation practice, because they know the benefits that, that I mean, everybody knows that meditation helps. And if you don't now, you know, <laughs> know. if you don't know, but now, you know, <sighs> That meditation, I mean, it really it 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 can. And sorry, I'm just gonna go on a little rant here. Um, it reduces, you know, stress in the body and mind. Um, clearer mind, more opportunities for you to reflect and like see what you're grateful for. And I think that as long as you're able to do that, it, like, what no, doesn't really matter what you're doing, it can be considered meditation. For example, walking meditation. Like, it, you don't have to be sitting on a rock in Costa Rica or Mexico to get as meditative as you think you need to be. You know what I mean? And just, like, <clears throat> if, if it, going on a walk and, like, just looking at nature, like, just breathing, like, if that makes you feel super good and, then like, you start to get really, like um, – you you become still in that kind of even movement. I think that to me is meditation. Also yoga. Like I never got into me- I didn't get into meditation first. I was into yoga first because for me, like my I, I have to move sometimes to find that meditation. Um sometimes if I try to sit down I just I can't like and right. so I'm like, okay, I need to move my body. Um so just just side note like if you're trying to develop a meditation practice or gratitude practice, and you feel like it has to be you, like, zen as fuck, like, sitting on a rock, like, with the creek rolling by, and, like, you know, a white sarong, like, it doesn't have to be that way. It can be anything that makes you feel, like, super chill, and that brings you to, the, like, a reflective state, or, like, somewhere you can turn off, like, just unplug, and just turn on your inner inner eye, and, like, evaluate.
1: Yes.
0: Right? Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, so I'm gonna switch gears a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, I wanna talk more about um about your business and like just like the 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 concept of being an entrepreneur in like today's world and like an entrepreneur that like is so grounded um but like what like I know that there's been struggles and levels, and like yeah. I just wanna get into It'll it a while. um figure out I feel yeah and like I feel like yeah of course I think that's like the story right it's like we're always kind of figuring it out but like as entrepreneurs I feel like our businesses is like naturally um built off of our experience and um some sort of healing process or something that's kind of sparked like a healing inside of us because we want to like share with the world so like you 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 did share that in the beginning and I honestly don't
1: think it would have taken off the way it did or me being as successful as I am or as mindful as I am until I kicked that Adderall issue. Yeah. I felt like okay. that was something that I uh, was struggling with and I would bury down and mm. didn't want to deal with and was totally complacent with the sixes, you know, that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. throughout the day. And it wasn't until, you know, you faced your biggest fear. I felt like I had literally everything going for me. Wow. Everything was perfect except for this one thing that I could not conquer. It's still a working process. Right. You know? But, um, yeah, it's really digging deep and being open and being vulnerable because that openness and that vulnerability is going to help you cultivate the power you need to make your life better as well as the people around you. And I felt it got to a point where I would be giving people this advice on how to live a healthy life and mm. how to you know, eat well and exercise and sleep well. But here I was I'm taking 60, 70 milligrams of Adderall a day and um, telling people, you know, you should focus up more.
0: Wow. yeah. That <laughs> you know? like, yeah. you know,
1: made me look in the mirror like, am I really um you know, my really fit for service, you
0: know. Oof. And uh yeah. But I feel like once I was able to really look at that
1: look at the beasts in the face or in the eyes and uh try and conquer it that um uh, you know you really see a lot of a lot of success after that.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you fucking crush it. Like, yes. And like, so letting go like of Adderall, that's, and, and I love how it's in a work in progress that we're talking about it right now because you're in it. Right. And you're going through like releasing that. <clears throat> which is no longer serving you. And you know, it's like, it's really hard when you like know better. And you're like, but you like. It's the worst. When yeah, you know it's better, but you're still doing the yeah. same thing.
1: <laughs> That's, it's, it's funny because we all know what we should be doing. But yeah. do we really do it? So like there's right. a difference between knowing and being aware. hundred like, percent. Like, know, but we're obviously not aware if we keep doing the same things. And I think it was Einstein or someone said that, uh, the person who does the same thing over and over and expects a different outcome is insane. Mm. And uh, yeah, that to too point where was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs>
0: yeah. And isn't it amazing how like everything acts as a mirror to you because like you have like, you know, you're telling this to the, your clients and then you're like, fuck, look, look in the mirror, Rob. Like
1: <laughs> right. it, it's not, it's not only that, but like from an energetic standpoint, like if you're telling
0: these people these things and you're not doing it, like that comes back to, you yeah. don't feel as fulfilled.
1: Like there's ah. something in you that is missing or there's a void and it just does not feel right. And I feel like too, the more you, you know, release from your addictions, whether it's weed, alcohol, Adderall, um, you feel a lot more energetic and you're able, you're more sensitive to, uh, you know, the people around you in the situations that you find yourself mm. in.
0: And being authentic to what you really believe in and what you stand up for too. Like standing strong in your values, yeah. And then you, when I was
1: struggling with Adderall, dude. I googled and I researched and looked for podcasts, and there was nobody I could find that, that I know nothing I could find that said, Hey, this is how you do it, this is how you do it naturally. Mm. This is, you know, this is this is a step by step way. No, it was all. To this rehab center in Hollywood, or come to this place in Malibu and overlook the beach and pay us a bunch of money. And, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's a lot different when you're kind of navigating the path on your own. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Yeah, but well, I think you're doing a great job. Oh, thank <laughs> you. <Thank> you. <laughs> yeah, really inspiring. Rob and I connected over this when we met because I'm also um, an ex Adderall user. Um, I took I started taking it when I went back to college and I just really wanted to, you know, make A's and like succeed. And I mean, I have a hard time focusing and stuff. Like I can't believe I haven't taken it in so long because I'm one of those people that like, Need Like, I, I I do that. Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't do that anymore. But, like, I I like to, like, find something that will help me focus. Or, like, you know, maybe that's why I'm so spazzy sometimes. Because I don't have my Adderall. <laughs> just kidding. But, yeah, you know, it just – we talked a lot about it. And how – also, we both have Let It Be tattooed on us, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um But just about how it just, like, drains you emotionally. And, like, if you're still – um, if you're taking Adderall right now, like don't don't play the shame game in in your head. I feel like that's something that we do a lot. I mean, yes, like it is a substance, and I mean, I don't want to shut on you, but you should probably try to start finding natural methods of energy and um, focus. And there's plenty of like natural foods and like medicinal foods, and you know, mushrooms and all these things that you can do in the meantime to try it out. But not the magic ones, the regular. Yeah also the magic, magic ones, ones will help you they all they actually will yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah another story for another trip <laughs> yeah. um but yeah like it 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 will affect we talked a little bit about how it like affects your relationships too like and i just think
1: with with any addiction in general like the biggest thing that biggest thing i have to get over is it uh, you know, I was gonna fuck up, and people, you're gonna fuck up, and there're gonna be times when you may go back to it. But I wouldn't consider it a relapse because when you beat mm. yourself up over it, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, what did I just do?" What I, I relapsed. That's why we go back to what we were on because we're like, you know, we, like you just said, play the shame game, or right? I'm not good enough, I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, when in reality, you know, saw something that said, you know, our perception of life, our reality. Like, we don't live in reality, right? We live in our thoughts about reality. Like, the reality is, for instance, if I were to mess up and take one, the reality is I took one, right? Mm -hmm. That's the reality. Then you move on from there. But my thoughts are what get in the way and what, you know, can beat Mm. you up over it and Coax you into doing more because Because you don't think you're enough. Right. Right.
0: Because you like, you know, I'll just keep doing it. Yeah, I'm a fucking loser (laughs) because I took this. Like, no, you're a fucking human and we all make mistakes. And even if it's a mistake or it's just something to look at it as a learning experience, because you're like, oh, fuck, it's been 25 days. I haven't taken an Adderall. Then you take one, then you're like, oh, fuck, I took an Adderall. It's like, it's okay you're going to be all right. Like you, now, you know how you feel about it. Cause if you're feeling bad, then you don't want to keep feeling like that. So just don't take one again tomorrow and you don't have to think of it as like a start over, you know, it's like, just, it's like, just keep keep going.
1: Cause if you do end up, you know, getting back into any addiction, whether it be alcohol, weed, Adderall, Coke, anything. Mm. If you write as you do it or while you're on it, you write down how it makes you feel not at the high part. (laughs) At the low part, of the part where the high wears off, right? Like, one time, write down how I felt, right? Like, depressed, anxious, mm. lonely, sad, all that stuff. And uh, write that up and post it up somewhere. Like, on a little sticky note. That way you know that every time you come back and look at it, uh, that's how you're going to feel when you come down off of it. Mm. That'll help you. Yeah.
0: Also, like, thinking about what it's doing to your body, right? So, like, I just want to ask you that. Like, how... Um, how... How does your, like, love for your body affect – I mean, obviously, it keep, it helps you not take it. But, like, how do you just kind of, like, encompass that and just, like – you know what I mean? Like, how do you become aware of, like, how much you love yourself and your, of your body and that affects you taking – you know what I mean? Yeah. I just want to know your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I really – so hard to sleep. Like I, I could not sleep on it, and that was the worst. Because then, when you can't sleep, your mind starts starts racing, and mm. what's it racing about? Oh, I shouldn't took it today. Mm. You know. Um, but I just feel like the more you are able to, you know, cultivate that self discipline, um, the better off you'll be. You mm.
0: know, it's all it's all integrated body, mind, soul. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So back to what we were talking about before we turn off the microphone and then we start talking about good stuff. (laughs) Um, Just like share with us how you're overcoming this situation with Adderall has like impacted you in the finance world and like how you see it like in the finance world. You see it pretty often because we know the finance world is a grind game. Right. Um, And it requires a lot of mental energy and focus and um, like what you see in your day-to-day and like how um, you try to like make it, how you make a difference by sharing your, your story uh, with Adderall. And um, yeah,
1: I think, I think it's rampant in the finance world. Like, well, (laughs) I'll I'll walk by desks, you'll see bottles on the table, like nobody's business, you know? I mean, yeah, the prescriptions. Like you're allowed to have it. It's yeah. not like there's a bag of white powder on their desk or I anything mean. like that. But um, it's there and it's everywhere. And I feel like, especially coming from a strength background, um, especially in college, where people may take performance-enhancing drugs in order to, you know, do better. When I was studying for the CPA and you know hyped up off Adderall, I related it to almost like you know Lance Armstrong when he was. You know, hyped up trying to Whoa. get ahead on that you know yeah like it's legal and, mm. and they didn't test you for it and it's yeah. cool um, so just bringing more awareness to that I don't think anyone's talking about it Adderall makes you go inside a lot like in your head right yeah. not necessarily like inside trying to figure things out but it just doesn't shut your mind up and no one wants to really talk about it um it's a very uh yeah it's a very not touched on subject that I still think is um should be talked about Right. Like I'm leading a stress management course in August and September. It's like 16 different classes in Chicago for a a top five consulting firm. And, you know, I feel like the power of that presentation lies in me being as open and as vulnerable Mm. as possible because that will create the space for everybody else to be as open and as vulnerable. I've been told HR, the stuff I was going to be talking about, and they're going to have an HR person sit in there, um, you know, to feel questions of, uh, you know, maybe people thinking about, um, you know, life and death stuff because people are in stress management courses because they're very, very stressed out. Right. So, uh, I really excited to, you know, get in there and dive in and really help a lot of these people, um, in this industry deal with the problem that, um, I think faces so many of us. And I don't think I would have been able to talk on this or speak on it, unless I you know made moves to get off of it mm-hmm. you know I landed this this gig this stress management course while I was on it mm-hmm. and it got too poor. I was like man I need in order to really do this in order to be real in order to really hold space for people like I need to practice what I preach you know mm-hmm. and it's been a fucking roller coaster but
0: <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: yeah on, on the way
0: what a fucking motivator <laughs> that's super sweet yeah, dude, you're making, you're making a difference. Like you're really, really making a difference in the world and in just corporate settings. And, and I mean, even in non-corporate settings, like just by being you. And I think you're right. I think that the more vulnerable you are, the more powerful it is um, because it, it, yeah, you're holding a space for other people to be themselves and to be vulnerable. Right. I appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, thanks for sharing. And thanks for being so open and vulnerable here, too. Because, like, I know, like, you know, a lot of people that know me, like, and that maybe listening to this podcast from my hometown, like, that was the thing that we did. Like, we were all pretty much on Adderall. How are, how are you able to overcome it? Oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Switch her up. Um, how was I able to overcome it? So I actually overcame... My Adderall addiction, Um, similar to you, I like kind of weaned myself off of it. And then, well, it all really started. I went to Costa Rica for the first time and um, I saw what it was like to live a natural life. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, that's also where I learned about what, how important eating whole, like real foods and like living, a a life that is so opposite of what we're used to in our culture can be so healthy for you. Um, so yeah, I went to Costa Rica. I took my first yoga class. I was really, really liked it. I really liked it. I was really in love with it. Um, but no, I just, I saw that I didn't need that to feel energy. What I needed, was just like be in in the earth and just like take my shoes off. It was very heady, but like take my shoes off and like, just take up the sun and be with myself and be quiet for a little bit. I had to retract. Um, and also uh, Yosa, my husband, he really, we met there. And when I went back, he really encouraged me. He was like, you know, I just, not in like a controlling kind of way, but like, he's like, you, you're natural and everything else why are you still doing this? And I'm like, just him asking that question. Like, I don't even know if he realized the impact that it had on me, but I was just like, damn dude. Yeah. Like, you're right. So like, I, um, basically, I mean, I had, I took a little bit here and there after I got back from Costa Rica, but, um, eventually like once I came back, you know, I was like hooked on yoga and meditation, not hooked, but like, I was definitely doing it often and <clears throat> also like hanging out with some people that like weren't serving my highest best self so I would like dabble it like here and there and then I just like decided that I wasn't going to do it anymore like the support of like you know like yes and then my my best friend John like they were just like very like hey like you don't need it also my friend John would tell you that I'm a if I was a fucking psycho when I was on Adderall because it makes you so emotionally unavailable. And um I already am pretty like uh scattered sometimes. Um I'm very Vata. I don't know if you're familiar with uh Ayurveda, but like mentally I'm a Vata. And so um Adderall just, just magnetized that. So like I, if I was like a piece of shattered glass, it'd be like you know, five pieces, of, it would just shatter five times more. Like that's my, that was my mental space. Um, so yeah. And then I think, I don't know, just gradually and tried not to drink a lot of excess coffee in the process, but <laughs> you know, I did feel really good. I mean, I also used to be addicted to Xanax too. And so that's another thing that like another pill that I used to take a lot. And once I kicked that, um, it took me about a year to find mental clarity after that. That was a long one. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, helpful. Thank you. Yeah. All Do right. you have any other questions for me? <laughs>
1: um, what's one of the things that, that you probably learned most that you took home from, like, the Costa Rica?
0: Oh, what's yeah. It? Let's just plug Core Power really quick and say a quick um, s- moment of gratitude for bringing us together and bringing all these beautiful humans together. That – for me, our retreat, just what's the biggest thing I took? I would say just, like, a feeling of being myself. Like, feeling, like, at home in my body. Like, and being authentic um, to what I want in life and how I show up in the world. Um, my son, is it stuck with me. Like I, st- sure I was yours? Um, I live. What was it? Wow. I can't believe I, I, I'm like stuck right now. Oh, okay. Here it goes. I embody my power and live my truth through love, grace, divine will, and authenticity. Love it. Yeah. Nice. And it was like, I don't know. It just kind of came out and I was like, oh, I think it's too long. And then Sharon was like, it's not too long. And I'm like, okay <laughs> and I just like went with it and like it really i just started living like that moment um you know when i left when i when i went to costa rica i just qu- up and quit a job that was super unaligned with who i am and so it was just like that jump off point of like being authentic as fuck
1: i feel you the retreat right before costa rica I had that same um... <sighs> That same process. That's mm-hmm. probably when I was at my most, my height of the Adderall addiction. I quit my job and I traveled for two months mm-hmm. and took a lot of time off. And I feel like those, that obviously that was probably the most struggling two months I've ever had. But now looking back, it was probably two of the best months I've ever had because I learned so much mm-hmm. about myself mm-hmm. and just life in general. Yeah. And, and you go through those ones.
0: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I was like a negative <laughs> 10, like negative 10, like. Health and wellness like advocate working at a fucking burger joint. Like it was, it was soul sucking. And then I just, I don't know, like I kind of like I arrived there and I was just greeted by the most warm, loving 25, 27 people in the world, I think at that point in time. Like so much love and and energy coming into that space. And I just felt instantly supported. And I didn't have to put on a mask. Um and, and, you know, I don't know. It was very freeing. Um, and I took that back, like the feeling the and also the the desire for community and the way that I used to say a lot that I <clears throat> had a hard time making friends and like authentic friends. And it's only because I was never 100 percent being me or like, you know, I don't know. And then once I left that place, I just had, like, 25 to 27, you know. New followers. New followers.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel like that's the the number one One of the other great things about yoga is such a safe space. Like, growing up in a, you know, football, cutthroat, strength training environment, it's not the safest place for soft hearts yes (laughs) you know like people are gonna rag on you and i mean that's just a part of the beast but i felt like coming into yoga like everyone was so cool and you can drop all the ego and all the baggage at the door and people kind of accept you exactly for who you are Mm -hmm. um, in yoga and that was an awesome great uh change for me coming from a different type of fitness world you know
0: Mm, yeah and i think um For sure, just like following your heart, and like I think it's touching on you being fitness. I think it's I think you're a great uh, example for a lot of a lot of men who um, can still be that grind, that grinding, that like motivated and masculine, masculine, you know, strong, like personality, strong and very successful, um, and also like be super hot, like. Um, kind hearted and soft, like you said. And like, I think that's, that's great. So if you're a super um, tough dude and you're looking for a great example, follow Rob on Instagram. <laughs> um, yes. Thank you for the question. Yeah, um, shall we? Yeah, okay, do cool. Um, yes. So I just have a couple more questions to ask you. Um, they're pretty big. So, Let's do it. okay, cool. We'll start with the um, we'll start with the with well, the smaller of the big ones. Um, how tell us how you since this is the Body by Love podcast, how you like to show your body love, um, daily, weekly, um, mm. bonus activities. So of one of the
1: things in the morning that I'll do. Again, I, got, I got this idea from this book called, I think it was On the Day, where I'll take um, like 16 ounces of water mm-hmm. and I'll squeeze in some lemon and maybe like five grams of sea salt. And that literally is like oil for your car in the morning. It just mm-hmm. gets everything going. Um, in addition to that, kind of what we talked about earlier, the gratitude practice and the meditation mm-hmm. and the exercising, whether it's yoga, whether it's lifting weights um i'm not the biggest advocate for just doing yoga i don't know <laughs> if that'll get me but um i do think we do need some type of strength training or some type of um resistance training to you know increase your bone density and, and things like that but uh yeah and just take care of yourself be kind to yourself saw something and it said uh actually it was a bible verse it's something. oh um and it said it's the right treat your neighbors how you want to be treated yeah. a lot of people take that as okay i should treat people nice but mm-hmm. in reality like we overall we treat people pretty nice like, if you turn that around it's you know treat others how you want to be treated meaning you know, how do you treat yourself sometimes the stuff we say to ourselves we wouldn't say to our worst enemy and we get so tough on ourselves we create you know we can be our own worst enemy you
0: know Yeah, treat yourself the way you treat others that you love. Yes. (laughs) Because you love yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, you and like gratitude what a way to show your body love, right? Because you like, you take that moment and you're like, fuck, I'm grateful for my body. And then you want to just nourish it. You just want to like green juice and coconut oil pulling and like, you know. Yeah.
1: I fall like an 80-20 rule. That's what I tell a lot of my mm-hmm. clients too. Is if you're on it 80% of the time, you know, 20%, you can go have that top ramen and you can go up those hot Cheetos or that hot, those indos, hot, Cheetos. <laughs> the hot Cheetos. But um yeah, just be mindful of it. If you're gonna eat like that, like eat with intention. yes you know, Because you know, you really wanna eat it. Because if you beat yourself up over it, you're creating all this stress and this inflammation, and it's actually worse. And if you were to just eat it because you love it and be done with it and move on.
0: Yes. You know? Eat with intention. Eat um, So something I'll touch on later, but yes, eat with intention. Stop playing the shame game. If you want to enjoy a, a donut from Lucadia donut shop, then just do it exactly. <laughs> and then move on. Um, is there anything weekly or monthly that you have in your routine to take care of your body? That's like a non-negotiable for you.
1: <clears throat> um, so, so, Sometimes I'll go to a, it's called a sensory deprivation tank where it's basically pitch black. Um, there's two ways to do it. There's one where you go in and you can, uh, close, cl- you basically close the door and it's, it's completely black and you float. It's got like thousands of pounds of Epsom salt in it and it basically cuts off your, um, your vision. And so, um, Usually when that happens, your brain just starts to freak out because it doesn't see anything. So you actually create these thoughts or sometimes you'll even create these different visions because your brain doesn't know what to do. It's mm. so silent in there and dark. And uh, I'll go in there for like 60 or 90 minutes, sometimes three, four times a month. And that uh, that helps a ton. And it's just it's basically like an extended meditation. Um, yeah. And that's great for your body, for stress. It's great for your skin being down, and some Epsom salt from head to toe and uh yeah massages are great too i don't take as many massages as i as i should but i get those uh my girlfriend taylor just took me and got my i got a pedicure in sedona Ooh. so that was nice that's nice and got painted clear paint so
0: oh nice <laughs> amazing also you can't forget about those juicy adjustments that we get in yoga Yeah, those are awesome. the cpy adjustments are pretty lit <laughs> oh thank you for sharing that um i'm sure many people will take away lots of nuggets and advice and lots of juice from this episode um last question for you what is is handedly the most influential practice that you do on a daily basis that determines how you treat your body, mind, and spirit?
1: <laughs> mm. I would have to go back to that gratitude. When I roll, when my alarm clock goes off, the first thing I think about is writing those three things I'm mm. grateful for. And I think I've been doing that for a little under a year. Last May is when I started. And now that's the first thing I think about in the morning. And again, when you open the phone, that's the first thing I see. Um, that sets your day up for a positive experience. Um, there were times before where I'd scroll through Instagram, I'd look through stuff, I'd look at CNN, and learn it's all oh, the world's coming to an end, the sky is falling, mm. and that is just not great for starting your day. And especially trying to find these natural forms of energy now, I'm a lot more in tune with uh, with how I feel, and so the gratitude is huge. And along with the, the meditation, I know meditation isn't for everyone. So you don't need to start with 10 minutes. You can start with five minutes. You can start with two minutes. And mm-hmm. if you don't do the meditation, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that uh, you partake in this, this gratitude practice because it's changed my life. And again, like I had said earlier, you know, that happiness doesn't just happen. Like you literally, I work on it constantly throughout mm-hmm. the day. There's, um, you know, stuff that you've got to do and work that's got to be put in in order to live a fulfilling
0: life. 100%. It's a work in progress. We're always a work in progress. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for Thank sharing. You. Rob's one of the one of the only guys in my circle that has a self-care practice um, that I know, like personally. I mean, I wouldn't say that. I know a couple other dudes, but you're very inspiring with how you do it and how you share it. And I think that that's making a huge difference. Um, so thank you for being, um, you know, a leader in that. And also, um, yeah, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing your story, um, being vulnerable, hanging out, just being you. i so happy to have met you. I'm really grateful for you and, how our paths have crossed and I can only hope that they will continue to cross and um, we together, we can continue to cultivate this like collective consciousness of gratitude and like just awareness and just knowing that anybody can do anything they want, whether you're coming off Adderall or Xanax or whatever it might be, whether you placed yourself in, one box as a weightlifter, but you want to or a finance major, and you want to, you're looking for something deeper, just knowing that you can always make a change and it's a work in progress. It's hard, but we can do it. Yep. Awesome. So thank, thank you, Rob. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, oh, let's plug you um, before we hop off. Yes. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you <laughs>
1: uh, Instagram. The tag is a guy doing a handstand. The picture is also a guy doing hands-in, very easy to find. Um, yeah, and you just search my name, Robert Eiler, E Y L E R, and the company's Get Fit Forty Two, spelled how it sounds.
0: Boss player. <laughs> Thank you, Rob. Thank you.